0: Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. For more information and to donate online, go to 3cr.org.au. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast.
1: Hello, or You're listening to Corrine the Air on 3CR 855. AM. I'm Frank, and I'm joined by Emily. Hey, hey. And we'll be your hosts for today. So, uh, before we begin, I'd like to acknowledge the wondry people of the Kula Nation, traditional owners of the land from which we transmit people-powered radio. Sovereignty was never ceded. So today, we'll be doing some zine reviews, and Emily has a special guest on board, if you want to do the honors. yes.
0: Yeah, so today I'm going to be interviewing Breddy, Brady Bobetti, Banana Fana, Fuffetti. Bretybow Art. Yeah. Yay. Hey. <laughs> hey. So joining me today I have Brett. Yes. Brett Bretty Bobet on art. Bretty Bobetti on art? Brettie Bobetti Art. Art on Instagram. Yes. Thank you. Um to me, seeing Brett's work on my Instagram feed just really fills me with a sense of joy and wonder and acceptance. Breddy is a multidisciplinary, talented artist in any medium you could imagine he excels in. And what I enjoy most about seeing his stuff in particular is it's a real celebration of all different body types. And I feel like that's certainly been lacking in my Instagram feed. So it's great to see this real diversity, so welcome, thank you for coming.
2: Thank you. That's very kind of me to say, and that's,
0: yeah,
2: yeah, pretty much what I you strive to, for to put out out there,
0: yeah, yeah, I was going to say in your own words, how would you sort of describe what it is that you're doing? Yeah,
2: so I think queer, body positive. Colour the the good explosion. Stuff. Yes, yes. <laughs> Love it. And just fun. Yeah. yeah. I do it to make people smile, laugh, or just feel good. Yeah.
0: Yeah, well, you've succeeded, at least Thanks. for me anyway. <laughs> and I speak for everyone. I speak for everyone. Um, yeah. So what is some of your key influences, you'd say? What goes into the melting pot mm. of Brett?
2: So I've always been really influenced by or really fascinated by the human body. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a remedial massage therapist for quite a few years.
0: Oh, did not know that.
2: Yeah, Um, and yeah, I just always find it's really interesting what our bodies can do and what it looks like. And
0: yeah,
2: everybody's got the same kind of body, but we're all so unique and different that it's, I think, really interesting. So yeah, I think a lot of my work has something generally to do with the body yeah um and yeah i think another really big influence is color i like lots of color <laughs> bright colors you yeah, yeah just a little bit which is really weird i don't i don't normally dress really brightly no. <laughs> this is probably the brightest oh, you shirt that i've got um but yeah my work i think i feel like there's it's almost like going back to the like 70s psychedelic yep. kind of vibe I like that just the way it makes you feel and
0: yeah I definitely yeah. feel that it's sort of like a it's a celebration like in the 70s you know the age of free love and all mm-hmm. that and psychedelia so your work is kind of like the trip but legally
2: exactly yeah yeah <laughs>
0: So what what are you making currently? So I've seen you do like a lot of pen and ink and then you're doing polymer and you're mm-hmm. doing knitting, you're doing embroidery.
2: Like... Yeah, yeah. I do a lot. <laughs> <laughs> you do the most. So yeah, um, I recently did some uh, weaved pieces uh, mm-hmm. that I did for an um, exhibition, Fat Feminism, um, yes. which was at the... Uh, noir darkroom gallery and that was awesome um and i also did some for another exhibition at uh, albert street gallery um motion exhibition it was a group one and did three pieces that were to do with the body again um (laughs) it was a really really interesting way so i was i was really liking the the weaving stuff um but yeah what i'm probably most known for is the crochet Chinatalia. (laughs) Yes, yes. Um, (laughs)
0: Perfect Christmas gifts, by the way. Christmas is coming
2: up. I'm actually doing some uh, commissioned... crochet penis ornaments (laughs) Yes. so i'm in the process of making those at the moment um could you
0: imagine like getting a commission for a christmas tree topper just giant penis we were i've been thinking (laughs) with wings
2: so weird that this has come (laughs) up this is probably the fourth time in the last week that someone's brought up christmas toppers well still thinking about what would be the topper
0: you've got to listen (laughs) to your audience Brett. like there's a demand there for it yeah definitely, definitely i definitely could see a penis with Prince Albert, Halo, mm. and then Wings. Yeah. You have to give me a percentage of that, though, if you I go with that definitely.
2: idea. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, I'm really also trying to work more into the 3D world mm. rather than... I started off mostly doing portraitures. So I have a most of my background is with life drawing, um, which yeah. I do regularly and quite a lot of, and... Um,
0: Real quick, where do you do that life drawing?
2: Um little <laughs> shout out to uh, Gay Life Drawing Melbourne. Uh, mm-hmm. If you search that on Instagram or Facebook, you'll find them. And they're at Hairs and Hyenas, uh amazing establishment in Great Melbourne. Great establishment. Yeah. We love you. Um, so, yeah, I kind of wanted to move more into the 3D world. So I've been doing textiles um I'm really enjoying working with polymer clay at the moment I've been
0: <laughs> so you just thought to yourself hey you know this drawing thing isn't challenging anymore I'm gonna add just a whole new level of like confusion and like yeah, yeah problem yeah. and drama
2: I just think of things like I'll see stuff around or what other artists are doing and I'm like I could do that. Yes. yes. <laughs> and how can I do that differently? So, yeah. Yeah. Well, I
0: think that's like the largest part as creatives is seeing almost a lack, like seeing where something isn't and mm-hmm. then creating what it is that you wish existed, exactly. basically. So. Yeah, I'm so happy to have discovered you. And it just seems that every time I see your page, it just goes from strength to strength. Like, I'm always surprised with what you're coming out. It's not predictable at all.
2: (laughs) No. whenever I look at your page, I'm like... It's because it's not planned.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, the best never is. I'm like, what am I going to get today? Is it a vagina? Is it a penis? Is it just the glorious human body? But either way, it's... yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. And that's another thing. I really like it to be all body types, male, female, androgynous, trans, everybody. I think that's something that is lacking a lot in...
0: Especially on Instagram, absolutely. Yeah. Like, there are artists that will specialise in just doing trans or specialise in just doing gay, but, Mm -hmm. like, there's not a lot that seem comfortable enough to really celebrate all of it
2: everybody yeah yeah
0: so yeah i think it's important what you're doing thank you what is some advice that you would give to either your younger self or to other um emerging artists that are wanting to
2: um i think the the first thing is to first accept that you are an artist so many people are so hesitant to say i'm an artist and i was the same um and i think it's Admitting it is the f- the first step.
0: Yes. Um, <laughs>
2: your, so your
0: dirty, dirty habit. Yeah,
2: when you, you talk to people, you say, I'm an artist. Um, and it's amazing how many opportunities come from that because people will talk to you, they will say, oh, I know this other person, and you, you start networking this community. Yeah. Um, I think a really important thing is to actually get out there and do it. Like, a lot of people, I think... <sighs> <laughs> Work in isolation. Did, yeah, working in isolation. And that's fine, like to get the work done. But it's not, it's, <laughs> art isn't just doing it, it's actually engaging with people. Wow. Yeah. Oh, like <laughs> what, what is that? Yeah. Uh, I know nothing about I know. And that's <laughs> the hardest thing. So many of us artists are introverts. So it's very difficult. But mm-hmm. there's different ways you can do it. Like mm. I go to um, artist markets, which I find has grown my following I guess oh my a lot goodness.
0: you um, are a force to be reckoned with I think <laughs> are you at a market every single weekend basically oh or? I feel
2: like I have been recently so yeah I've just come from the Brunswick uh artist market Fresh,
0: just now um, he just came yeah, here
2: so that's on uh Sid- Sydney Road, I think yeah, yeah the, um, mallard, the spotted mallard spotted mallard, mallard and that's, that's on it. the last Sunday of every month so that's my regular hangout oh. so if you ever want to see me that's where I am yep. um and just before that, I was, uh, I think about a week or so ago, was the Gay Stuff Market, which is usually held at Hairs and Hyenas, uh-huh. um, but was doing a big pop-up for Jew West Fest, which is an arts festival in Footscray. Yeah. And that was super fun.
0: Yeah, because yeah. the Gay Stuff Market is just growing and growing, and Hairs mm-hmm. and Hyenas is great but it is a very it's a small cozy yes intimate venue
2: yeah so <laughs> and it's nice to spread out to you know the west side um as well i think so many people think screen is so far away but it's so close <laughs> so it's nice to be able to show people actually close, it's
0: close it's to who <laughs> <weird>. <laughs> speak for
2: yourself yeah. um but yeah so doing markets i think is a great way to meet other mar- artists and that's where mm. you're gonna
0: frank Give and i of. are just looking at you like yeah but nah. <laughs> <laughs> we're just like that's great advice yeah, but like
2: yeah. what um, us giving up our free time to go exactly, hang out with people yeah. <sighs> but yeah also just i think being in the age of social media is so much fun but you've got to be kind of organized with it as well oh yeah there's so mm. many people that might just post things but they don't write about their work or what, what it's about. And I think that's what I know when I'm looking at art, that's what I'm looking for is what, like, this is pretty, but what is yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: well, I mean, it's it's interesting that we're in an age now where we are creating and curating the mm. content that we're making. So oh, I'm wrapping now. Um, so we uh, have a unique opportunity because, like, we consume things quickly. And with art, it can take us hours, months, days, weeks to produce the thing. And then it's a second on Instagram and people see it and consume it. So yeah, I think it's important to not only document the end result, but also be like, this is what it meant to me. And this is what I was thinking at the time, but not get too um, like over the top with it, you Mm -hmm. know?
2: And I think that's another thing that can be a bit of a, like social media can be a really good thing for getting your name out there, showing like exploring more of yourself and showing people that. But I think there's another, it's a a bit of a double-edged sword that, you feel like you may be expected to have something constantly coming out, constantly mm. coming out and you might not bring out <laughs> the the best of it's your too work. Hard, yeah. So it's too hard. <laughs> um yeah, it's important to like post regularly I think. Yeah. Um but also take time to do other projects that might take a bit longer. So it's just a balancing act.
0: Yeah, it definitely is. When you
2: go down that route.
0: Especially like, yeah, being in public appearance. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah. And just remembering as well, like you might get likes and stuff on Instagram and and people, but there's so many people that don't use Instagram that you're not going to find unless you get out there.
0: You're right. We have to go to Reddit. Yeah. (laughs) That's that's, that's the point. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Fascinating yes yes yeah, so you're saying that we should go to markets
2: all right yeah we're well, just paid. getting out there getting in the community <laughs> yeah. um i yeah that's one of the my goals was originally to make friends before i even really started doing art was um i originally started going to the gay life drawing to make friends and mm-hmm. from that really started going hey i actually really enjoy doing this and i've got lots of friends that are yeah in this community so well
0: you're such a warm and open person and particularly because the stuff that you're making is a certain level of like vulnerable and like it's really inviting like you are so authentically yourself that everyone else sort of has no reason to not be true to themselves <laughs> like you allow them the space to sort of really embrace that so
2: oh, i'm glad that's what comes out <laughs> i think i always feel like one of my mottos in life is you treat people how you want to be treated. So I guess that also comes <laughs> out in my art, is that I want people to feel good about themselves. Yeah. So that's why I like doing bodies and different genres of, of art that other people might um, connect to that they're not getting anywhere else.
0: Yeah. So what's next for you then?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: What is twenty 2020
2: for Buddy? Sure. Um, so I really want to go a bit further with my crochet i really want to do (laughs) (laughs) a exhibition um (laughs) but maybe a whole body i don't know Um, it's it's an idea i've had for a while and i think it would be fun
0: yeah
2: um and also i've i'm wanting to start going into with the polymer clay a bit more and sculpting figurines um and being queer bodies and introducing things like kink and stuff
0: yes, go off <laughs> bondage i
2: think that kind of stuff was so is so hidden mm-hmm. from everybody and it's, it seems like so taboo but i'm finding more and more it's become something that's more accepting and i think the more we see that yeah. stuff more people feel comfortable with yeah, talking about it
0: less um stigma i guess like we have to open the dialogue and have more conversations to make it more normalized i suppose and also mm-hmm. talk about like I feel that when any topic is taboo and off the table, it's more chances for people getting hurt or like doing stupid things it's not mm-hmm. just about like we're not run by the church anymore sorry sorry everyone <laughs>
2: um
0: I feel like we should be allowed to have these conversations so yeah. yeah if if you're strong enough and game enough to like pick up that mantle and be like hey you know <laughs> what we're gonna talk about pony play then like you do it <laughs>
2: and it's so funny I'm the most unkinky person but I just find it fascinating this yeah. whole community and world out there that I see and I you know, doing a lot of life drawing, a lot of the models do a lot of these things like shabari and yeah. pony play. I literally <laughs> did a life drawing class that was on pony oh, play. I missed it. <laughs> oh. Um, and I'd never even heard of it before, but yeah. I just think it's f- like, yeah, it's fascinating. But also like, I love that these people are so into doing something that other people wouldn't think of. Not
0: normally. Yeah. You know. So 2020 is going to be you doing a full body crochet.
2: <laughs> oh God! I can't believe I Was said that just going
0: to be like a nipple suit or
2: like <laughs> <laughs>
0: shoulder piece? I'm,
2: I'm not sure yet. I, I, no. I know I want to do a, I want to do a solo exhibition on my crochet body pieces. Yeah, at least, so yeah. definitely
0: mm-hmm. and more sculpy,
2: more sculpy. Well,
0: you guys heard it here. Now we have to hold him accountable <laughs> for what he said. He'll Thanks. do. Thanks. I need that.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: um, did you have any upcoming gigs that you wanted to share? Um,
2: yeah. So I. Think think i think it's the 15th of december i'm pretty sure that's the saturday um brunswick artist market is having our christmas market so that'll be on um so i'll be there and i'm hopefully going to have some uh, christmas themed yes art to sell tree toppers yay um and also i'll always shout out um gay life during melbourne mm-hmm. um so their next one in december i can't remember the date but have a look on the instagram um is queermess <laughs> oh,
0: the and there'll be
2: four models all about yeah it will be a queer christmas, christmas thing, which yeah. i think is perfect so yeah they're gonna do like a queer
0: hanukkah in there Are gonna have some i'm not sure representing we'll
2: have to see yeah
0: <laughs> Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. No, anytime. You were great.
1: Thanks. Cool, so that was pretty. We're glad to have you on the show. (laughs) Cool. So now, on to some zine reviews. Uh, So we're approaching the end of the year, and I have been to a few zine fairs and markets this year. So back in September, I went to the Paper Cuts Comic Festival, uh, and uh, what was the other one? Home Cooked, and uh, Indie Comic Con is just coming up around the corner. And of course, there's the festival of the the photocopier zine fair that Sticky organizes that should be opening up up quite soon um, and um, the the best thing is that Emily is currently live streaming this so um, you'll be actually be able to see the zines that I'm reviewing this is quite revolutionary I don't think it's been done before
0: uh, my Instagram handle if you're not already following is emily underscore never n3ver so this is live right now on Instagram so let me know if you have any questions say hi but you can check out the zines Frank is reviewing in my feed
1: Cool. Alright, so, without further ado, here are the zines. The uh, first zine is by a friend of ours, Tom Nguyen. I picked this one up at... PaperCuts Cuts comic festival in Adelaide, but they are Melbourne-based. Um, that was a really great event, by the way. I hope it uh, continues uh, next year. So anyway, uh, the zine is called My Mum's Fruit Buying Tips. And as you can tell by the title, it's about Tom doing fruit shopping with her mum and trying to find the right kind of fruit. It begins with a six-panel page uh, with Tom conversing with their mum, sort of explaining that uh, develop, the developed fruits are usually uh, round, uh, big, and they smell good. Uh, From that point, the zine kind of folds out like a concertina with pictures of different fruit and how to tell if they're ripe or not. So, you know, you've got the basic fruits like lemon, lime, grapes, mangoes, bananas, but also some really uh, intriguing fruit like the persimmon and the durian fruit. Um, So in particular, I was really fascinated by the durian fruit as it has a reputation for its... um, Stink. Yeah, uh, well, <laughs> intriguing smell, I should uh, point out. Aroma. Yeah, and I think it's it's often listed as one of those, you know, those disgusting foods like haggis or, um, oh, there's a certain really disgusting cheese that I'm not even going to mention here. <laughs> um, I want, I, I value our listeners' sleep, so I'm not going to, not going to go into that. Um, But I've also heard that it's quite delicious. So, you know, it just goes to show you can't always judge a book by its cover. Um, There's really not much to say because I love uh, Tom's art and they're just in top form here. They keep their designs very simple, uh, but it works. They have a great grasp on the sequential form and their illustrations of fruit are just delicious. But I don't recommend eating the zine because then you won't be able to read it and you'll be sad. And um, yeah, so anyway, uh, so if you want a copy, you can contact Tom at a at Tom. that's B-A-K-A-T-H-O-M on Instagram and at Tom Doodles on Twitter. So the next zine is by a friend of mine up in Adelaide. Bridget Fahey, who is one of the coolest people that I know, and, and an amazing musician. Um, if you're ever in Adelaide, go to one of her gigs, you won't be disappointed. Um, but funnily enough, uh, the, the comic I'm about to review is um, Disappointment Comics, funnily enough. And this one is 2017 theme. Now, I don't think I have to go into detail about how 2017 was disappointing, because it kind of says for itself. But you know what? I'm going to anyway. So this is a trigger warning for basically every horrible thing that is currently happening that originated uh, back in that year. So, as you can imagine, Bridget mentions Trump, the alt-right, Me Too, Pick Up Artists, among many, many other things and I sure could go for some ice cream right now because I'm sad just reading these things out loud. Uh, But Bridget diffuses it with a lot of humour and depicting the horrible people of the world as unflattering as humanly possible, and that needs to be congratulated. It's a mixture of comics and also illustrations, not told in any particular order, and demonstrates the frustration of trying to maintain a strong front against the horrors of today. However, there is still some positivity towards it, with Bridget explaining how we have to remain vigilant and be aware of how horrible people can come into power while also celebrating the victories such as the marriage equality outcome. I I feel like I haven't done enough to properly explain this comic, so yeah, just go pick up a copy. So, go to Bridget Fahey, that's uh, F-A-H-E-Y dot WordPress dot com and buy one. So, the next scene is funny because uh, both me and Emily brought a copy today. <laughs> um, yes, it's Jenna called, Lawless. Yeah, it's called Pleasure. Uh, yeah, Jenna's extremely rad and I recommend picking up anything she does. So, um, Pleasure is about the kind of things that give us joy. Only they happen to be, um, well, let's just say that person's under 15 must be accompanied by an adult. (laughs) Uh, Each page is dedicated to a certain kind of hobby or vice, such as Russ Mayer movies, dirty magazines, all accompanied by uh, pictures of 70s-style women getting up to all sorts of groovy stuff. Um, Yeah, Russ Mayer is definitely the biggest influence here, as it reminds me of... um, uh, uh, what was it faster pussycat kill kill uh it's a great movie i recommend checking it up um if you're watching the live stream uh, emily's got one of the, the features which I think, is a, I think is a screenshot yeah um and the illustration style also reminds me of gilbert and jaime hernandez two legendary comic creators best known for the love and rocket series they also did a really cool noir comic called betty um, it's hard to describe on radio, so I hope you're watching the live stream. You yeah, um, are missing out, otherwise. Yeah. <laughs> they look like, uh, sort of traditional pin-up illustrations of the 50s and 60s, but with a dark satanic edge, which, I mean, that's what life is all about. Um, Emily, do you, do you want to say anything about it?
0: I love Jenna's stuff, unapologetically. Anything she puts out, I'm all over it. She's one of my favourite bisexual artists, and I just love her unapologetic celebration of just... Everything pleasurable. Like, this scene is pleasurable from start to finish. I get a lot of pleasure from this scene. Get it for yourself, if you respect yourself.
1: Yep, absolutely. So, um, I'm trying to remember what her Insta was. It
0: is jenna lawless666. One word.
1: okay. Awesome. Cool. (laughs) So, yeah, if you want to pick up a copy, by all means, uh, contact Jenna at her Instagram. Cool. So... The next comic is a very interesting one. It's called Open Heart. And it's written and directed, as the back says, by Ben Mitchell. I met Ben at Home Cook last year, and uh, he's a great guy. We both have similar illustrative styles, as we both use vector-based lines and graphics. So, Ben also does a series called Storm Clouds, featuring a group of characters in Newcastle. And, unfortunately, their names are escaping me. I apologise, Ben. Um... But uh, yeah, they're, um, they're, they're sort of, it's uh, sort of a character piece where um, their lives intertwine in many ways in the dark suburbs of Newcastle. And these characters appear in the following comic. So the comic is about one of the characters going up on an open mic night and sort of performing some beat poetry. And it doesn't doesn't really take long for the night to become passionate and wild with the performance of the character really sort of fiery and uninhibited, which causes the main character, Jared, to become uncomfortable as he believes she's referring to him in her performance. So, three uh, things come to mind looking at this comic. The first is how it definitely captures seeing yourself in art and wondering if the artist in question is speaking to you in particular. <laughs> if you... Frequent um, Hell on Earth, uh, otherwise known as Twitter, Uh, (laughs) it is known as a subtweet. It's never a pleasant feeling when you're called out, and the comic doesn't really reveal how Jared decides to deal with this as it ends when the performance ends, so it sort of leaves you to work it out for yourself. Uh, The second is the style that Ben uses. Um, As I mentioned before, it's vector-based, so the outlines are quite strong, and it uses some interesting negative space and a good use of black and white. It's uh, definitely bold and sticks out. And the last, which is very interesting, is the format of the comic itself. It's not A5 like a zine, and it's not the typical American comic format. Rather, it's vertical and long, almost like a like a ruler. Um, might seem gimmicky, but it works as the reader is slowly working their way down the page, like lyrics in a song. It's a great time, and I highly enjoyed it. So um, if you follow Ben on Instagram at, at BennyDeVito, and there should be some more info on the book because I'm very prepared. Um, yep, visit thestormclouds.com if you want to find more comics. Also, the characters are Aaron, Jared, Charlie, and Frankie. Cool. Sorry, Ben. But anyway, uh, that was uh, Open Heart. Check it out. So, the next one is another one I picked up. Uh, at Adelaide at the Paper Cuts Comic Festival. It's called uh, Billy Bones and the Apocalypse with Bob the Dog Volume 1, which is written and illustrated by Dana King, also known as DK. So, as you would expect from such a title, it's a horror comic. It's set in a post-apocalyptic world and also takes inspiration from punk rock. Billy Bones is a punk rock skeleton with a living end vinyl In his head with a skeleton doll called Bob. So I think uh, Jack Skeleton, if he was a member of the Cramps. So essentially, uh, this comic is about Billy and Bob traversing the (coughs) post-apocalyptic land and fighting zombies, many of them taking the form of punk rockers themselves. Uh, It also contains a flashback about how Billy and Bob became how they were. So I'm not going to spoil anything, but if you've ever been drunk in a dive bar toilet and you want to get an Uber but it's not working and you've just had that moment of clarity you might just shed a tear um that that may not be a universal experience so um anywho uh (laughs) so i'm up for anything that's punk rock and horror related and this comic tickles that uh tickles that bone (laughs) quite well um the thing that sticks out the most about the comic is the art style like it's a bit messy but it kind of has a mixture of graffiti and album cover art if that makes any sense and this also feels very and i Really, really don't mean this as an insult. It's very deviant art, but kind of the good kind of deviant art where it's a sort of a celebration of the DIY aesthetic. So yeah, it, it, you know, it, it matches the punk rock thing really well. Um, So yeah, if you want to pick up a copy, you can visit DK's website at dkartastudios.com and her Instagram is at dkartastudios. So that was Billy Bones and the Apocalypse. So the final one that I am going to be reviewing uh, is a comic by Rachel Sketches, which may not be her actual last name. I'm just going to, I'm just reading off her (laughs) Instagram and uh, this is going to sound strange, but I don't actually know what this comic is called. Um, it has kanji on it, which unfortunately I'm unable to understand. But it it's got a blue cover and it has a cat-like creature on the couch watching TV on the back it says uh it be like that so look i'm just going to assume that's the title of the comic so i (laughs) apologize to rachel if that's not the case um so um yeah i'm just gonna put a bit of a trigger warning because it goes into depression and mental illness so um yep so yeah um it's sort of about uh, sort of about that and the tribulations dealing with it uh which are juxtaposed with the cat-like creature doing things such as like going out with friends um watching tv and eating a sandwich on the bench it uses it uses Kanji throughout and also English translations <clears throat> excuse me, explaining how sometimes things are okay, but without warning, they can change drastically. Uh, sometimes you can pull through it, uh, other times you can succumb to it, and everything feels awful and yeah, I think a lot of us can understand this, and personally, I can relate uh The illustrations are really nice and cute. Uh, kind of as a mixture of anime and and children's stories and illustrations. Um, There's a great sense of uh, ma to it, which is a term that Hayao Miyazaki coined to represent sort of a calm, still moment where um, nothing really happens. Um, So, like, you know, I'm just trying to think of an example. Um, If you've watched My Neighbor Totoro and you've got... um, I'm not good with names today. Um, The... The two the two young girls I oh. forget their names but anyway and they're sort of just um, standing at the bus stop and it's raining and you've got Totoro just standing next to them nothing really happens but it's a really it's a really poignant kind of moment and yeah it's it's certainly present here in the um, the pacing and how the illustrations uh, set out so Rachel uses a lot of background space around the characters uh, to depict kind of a uh, kind of stillness it's a um, it's a beautiful little comic and well worth checking out. So, if you want to pick up a copy, uh, you can contact Rachel on their Instagram at at Rachel's Sketches, and there should be a link to their store. So, that was, yeah, that was It'd Be Like That. Uh, definitely pick it up. Um, so, Emily, I see you've got some zines. Hi. Keter, Keter.
0: Well, I yeah. do, but we ended up grabbing both of us brought in Jenna Lawless's pleasure, which, yep. became, well, I mean, it's great. But the one that I did want to give a shout out today was um, Love is Love is Love, which was curated by Creepy Cheese on Instagram, Steph. Mm. Wonderful person. But it's got at least 10 different bisexual artists that have all submitted something about what bisexuality means to them i happen to be involved in this one no bias but um it was just really i mean it's the way it came together was beautiful and she was selling it at um the big buy bonanza so i recommend this one you can get it through creepy cheese if you are on instagram so yeah lots of cool stuff in this one
1: yeah, um, yeah. It's, Do you it's, not have this copy, Frank? No, um, I think I promoted a, a Creepy Cheese event a few...
0: At Pink Ember, yeah, yeah, the Halloween few, one. Yeah, a few
1: months ago, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's really great. It's got a whole bunch of, um, really sort of, uh, interesting, uh, illustration styles. Um, it's got some photo collages, which is interesting. It's got comics, so... It's got it all. Yeah, it's, yeah, it really, really does. Um, I really, <laughs> like, really like the design. Like, I like the purple... And, yep. the, the, the and the blue and the magenta, I think that's uh Steph really is a
0: perfectionist. So all the details in there, it's just very crisp. I'm very honoured that I got to be involved. So, mm. yeah. Yeah. And then cool. the other one, which is one by Franken Comics. <laughs> I don't know if you've heard of that artist before, but it's um, subterrestrial. It's a very sort of retro-looking style. Every time this artist puts out a zine, it's just... Hit after hit, I'm looking forward to their next one, which is looking pretty gory, <laughs> but a uh, necessary commentary about the evils of our current climate, I think, if I had to take a guess yeah
1: most most definitely um sort of like the sort of like the horrors of information overload, shall we say yes, uh, something yeah. you
0: might be familiar with
1: it's very uncharacteristic of my work actually, so um this will definitely be interesting. Uh, yeah, um, I, I'll keep you all updated when that gets finished. It cool. shouldn't be too long.
0: Is that going to be for Festival of the Photocopier in February?
1: Uh, I'm hoping it'll be for Indie Comic Con, oh, actually. on the
0: yeah. 21st of December at Northgate Town Hall. Mm,
1: definitely. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So, yeah, if you're around there, definitely, definitely go to it. Um, I just wanted to mention one more comic. Um, this is going to be unscripted because I actually found it while I was uh, taking the zines out of my bag. Um, it's called um, The Spicer... Um, and it's by Nathan Grixie. I met him back at Paper Cuts and he was giving them out for free. Um, but it's very, it's very interesting. Um, it's sort of about a news reporter that, uh, has psychic powers and he's sort of, sort of describing, um, sort of like mental illness and, um, sort of the failure of, um, like the, you know, the, of a, shall we say, um... Official bodies um do, doing anything about it, so it's definitely and it sort of goes into the the abuse and and torture that sometime that the um so yeah, mental health patients often go through. This is it's a very tricky subject to talk about, so
0: it's a bit heavy. But I'm getting yeah. kind of like a Watchmen vibe, just loosely from looking at it. It seems like it's that sort of style, at least the way it's approaching.
1: Yeah, sort of that old school Dave Gibbon style. Yeah, yeah. Um yeah, it's uh it's definitely worth checking out. It is it is quite harrowing, so um yeah.
0: Maybe I, pair it with uh looking at cat videos on YouTube or whatever you need to do yeah. to take the edge off.
1: <laughs> Lots of ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> ice creams you go to. Yeah.
0: Not yeah, caramello, uh cabri
1: Oh, caramel! Yes, yes, there we I go. I do caramilk. love caramel. I found some the other day, and I cried tears <laughs> of bloody joy. <laughs> Congrats! So yeah, so um, that's it for the zine reviews. And look, if you have a zine you'd like reviewed on the show, please email me at frankcandoloro at gmail.com or you can message the Crew in the Air page, um, and I'll I'll receive it. So yeah, because I'm always happy to talk about zines. So <laughs> yeah, so
0: send us free zines, please.
1: Absolutely. So, we've got a few events to promote. Um, I guess uh, the most obvious shout-out would be for the Midsummer Festival, which is Australia's premier career arts and cultural festival. So, it brings together a... Diverse mix of queer artists, performers, communities, and audiences. Um, Yeah, just taking a look at the festival program, it's uh, about a whole bunch of diverse art forms and genres. There's visual arts, there's cabaret, spoken word, theatre, live music, film, parties, uh, sports, social events, and many, many others. Apparently there's about 175 events uh, in 2020 as uh, about... 5,000 culture makers in over 80 different venues across melbourne and wider victoria and yeah um apparently the audience is going to be about two hundred eighty-four thousand, which is cool there's also a queer zine fair on the the feb 1st at hares and hyenas that i think they're going to be hosting um yeah so that'll be very cool to go to so yeah if you go to i think it's midsummer.org.au you'll be able to find out more information about that but yeah definitely come along it's a uh it's a great time and I also wanted to mention the pink ember first anniversary and fundraiser so that's on next sunday is it next sunday yeah next sunday at 2 p.m till 6 p.m i'm pretty sure
0: next sunday is the first of december already we're in december
1: yeah <laughs> All right. So, yeah, so Pink Ember is a queer run not not-for-profit alternative art space in Coburg, and they're hosting a party and a fundraiser. There's going to be music, snacks, drinks, zine readings, and, yeah, you can support them. So, um, Pink Ember Studio is at 40A o- O-Hayes? O'Hayes Street, O-Hayes? Coburg. Yeah, um, that one. Yep, I've, I've stuffed that up, I'm so sorry. Um, Google it. If you want more information, you can go to their website, www.pinkemberstudio.com, and their Instagram is at pinkemberstudio. So, uh, Emily, got any events?
0: Uh, I have. drawn a blank. No. I have um, Planet Before Profit, which is going to be on this Friday at the workshop bar on 195 Argyle Street. There's over 30 different artists. You get to bid on original art piece. All of the proceeds go to the Bob Brown Foundation. So it's all going back to help prevent climate change and just make the world a little bit of a better place. It's going to be a great night, so come along to that if you can. And, of course, there is the Indie Comic Con, which is happening Mm. on the 21st of December at Northcote Town Hall. And I will try and publish my diary of a satanic bisexual comic there at that, which is an ambitious project that I'm currently dealing with. So we'll see how I go with that.
1: Awesome. (laughs) Thank you so much, Emily. Cool. So, sadly, we have come to the end of another show. You can find previous episodes of Queer in the Air on the FreeCR website. That is freecr.org.au and like and follow us on Facebook for more updates. And while you're at it, do subscribe to FreeCR. You can come into the studio during office hours. You can do it by post, by phone or online at the FreeCR website. It's $35 concession and $75 wage. So, do yourself a favour and support Community Radio. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast